it's it's not necessarily an easy, although it is an exciting transition. Um, but at the same time, you know, we we feel we're being faithful, and to us, that's the highest priority. Um, we definitely will miss people, but we want to be faithful, and that's the higher thing uh, beyond all of that. Welcome, everyone, to the fifty fourth podcast. Renew your mind. With us today, we have Senior Pastor Paul Gruenberg, and we have Pastor Jordan Chambers, our family and youth pastor, and myself, Dana Hall, as the moderator. And today, I'm going to let Pastor Paul kick it off. So in the course of any uh, lifetime, God calls us to uh, different types of tasks, different types of, of moments in our lives where we take that next step. Uh, for me, it was being a worker at Ford Motor Credit Company and being called in the, uh, to the pastorate and making the changes to do that. And we've been fortunate here at First United Methodist Church to have Jordan Chambers as our family and youth pastor over the last four or five years. About five years. Yeah. Five years. And Jordan has been instrumental in, in being a part of a, a contemporary service. Uh, then was hired on as a full-time family and youth pastor. And Jordan has experienced that call in his life to the ministry and now is experiencing that call to move into uh, leadership as a, a senior pastor at another church. And uh, we wanted to just have a, a podcast, a talk with Jordan in regard to his, his experiences here. And um, as the senior pastor currently at first, um, I'm just really, really excited uh, for this next step that Jordan is about to take. So Jordan, uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, not just the call to ministry, but uh, the movement from uh, being the family and youth pastor here at Gaylord to moving on to that next stage. Yeah, we, I mean, I've loved every minute of being here in Gaylord at the Methodist Church. It's been, it's been an amazing place uh, to minister at and be ministered at. It, mm -hmm. It's just a place where a lot of people love each other. And, um, you know, me and my family have really felt a lot of love over these last few years, especially from a lot of wonderful folks. And uh, we had decided, my, my wife and I had been talking um, for a while about, you know, what, what comes next? What's, what's the next step? And we agreed that it was, it was to go into full-time senior pastorate, not just youth and family. Um, we basically agreed that when we began looking in, in the search process and things, we weren't going to be looking for assistant pastor jobs. We weren't going to be looking for other youth and family places because we were happy, quite mm -hmm. honestly, with what we had. We, mm -hmm. we had, there was no competition to us. You know, we didn't want to go to a bigger church where they had more money or blah, blah, blah. We just wanted to be where we were unless, unless it was to go to be the lead pastor, unless it was you know, to graduate, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that all has happened over the course of time. And, um, and so we're, we're going to follow through with it and we're excited. You know, it, I mean, there's all a bittersweetness very much to this where mm -hmm. you're, you're super happy to be mm -hmm. able to get into some new things 
um, take some new advantages and, and just, just be able to run with a new ministry. And there's just a lot of excitement that happens mm-hmm. with some of that, but there's also a lot of loss and um, you just realize, you know, how good you have it. And mm-hmm. you realize, you know, the impact of people over the years and you, you start seeing faces <laughs> and <laughs> flash by. You're like, oh, yes, them, uh-huh, yes. And, you know, names when you hear them pop up and you think about all the times that, you know, you've seen and heard that name. It's just, it's it's amazing to me, you know, as even just in, in the matter of a few years, the uh, the impact, you know. Mm-hmm. that can be had. So it's it's not necessarily an easy, although it is an exciting transition. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we feel we're being faithful. And mm-hmm. to us, that's the highest priority. Um, we definitely will miss people, but we want to be faithful. And that's the higher thing uh, beyond all of that. And we hope to, you know, hopefully that you, as we go forward in ministry to other church and churches, that um, we'll have the same experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I know growing up uh, with my dad being a pastor, it wasn't always that experience. It wasn't always being loved on and things. And I haven't really experienced any dislove. I've, I've, it's just been a wonderful atmosphere here. Mm-hmm. And so any of you listeners out there, I'm sure that if you've been a part of it, I, I should say thank you because it's, it's just been a wonderful environment for my wife and I and our children. Mm-hmm. you know, to be uh, involved in. And, you know, that that uh, tension between uh, moving on and, and uh, leaving something is much akin to like getting married. Uh, many people don't understand this, but there is a, a grief that you go through when you move from being single to being married. Because being single, you can do anything you want. And being married, you're now... Um, intentionally. <laughs> now, now. You got that ball in shape? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're intentionally uh, making a choice to be a part yeah. with somebody for the rest of your life. But that doesn't mean there is intention in leaving uh, the single life. And so, uh, and I've done this uh, a number of times now uh, from one church to another. And, and there is, there's a great excitement about the new possibilities, the new opportunities. And at the same time, uh, there is the sort of a grieving process of saying goodbye to some people. Mm -hmm. And in the Methodist way, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be in contact or make contact with people that you've been uh, ministering to over the last number of years for that first year so that the next pastor can come in and uh, be able to establish their ministry at this new place. Yeah. I mean, and there's also a sense of loss from all of your church uh, family members too. But we're, I mean, we're so excited about your next step, but mm-hmm. um, I've heard a lot of comments that, you know, we're really sad too, you know, because <laughs> on a personal level, but... Um, yeah, but we, I mean, that's the cool thing about, um, people moving on. They go on to do, like you said, you you want to be faithful and you mm-hmm. are being called to do different things. And mm-hmm. so we honor that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that's the truth, uh, Dana, you know, God equips us, 
uh, to do ministry. Mm-hmm. And then God continues to equip us. And sometimes we slide into the, the um, mindset, you know, I'm comfortable here. And uh, the last few podcasts we had Jake Fusek on, and to see the change that went on in him when he went to the Summit Ministries to now, I mean, he was equipped, and it would be a shame Absolutely. if he didn't yeah. um, appropriate and take on what he learned to go to that next place. And I see that's what Jordan is doing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of uh, pastors make those changes throughout the course of their career, uh, being equipped, learning, uh, and then taking that and move. And when you move on, being able to apply. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. One of my favorite things about you, Jordan, is uh, your enthusiasm. Uh, <laughs> Especially. <laughs> I wish we could, you know, light a fire under him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just the way you, you know, lead us in a song. That's my favorite part when you lead us in a hymn song mm. at, at the church. You're so enthusiastic and it's for God and it's for everyone that's sharing, you know, that with you and for God. And it's really cool. So, so what would you say if you had a couple of highlights or uh, big moments mm. that were just really indel, uh, in uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, put into your Delved mind. Delved into or forged into your mind. Yeah, <laughs> those things you'll take away. Um, you know, I, one of our earliest experiences, I think the first summer that we were here, we went to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter together mm-hmm. with a group from the church. Mm-hmm. And it was a time where I get to know some people. My family was very young. All my kids were toddlers back then. You know, it's five years ago almost, my goodness. <laughs> but... Um, well, you only had two five years ago. I had three. <laughs> it was... Uh, Elisha was born, but he was a baby. We pushed okay. him in a stroller. So it was... It was. It would, I guess from the summer point, it would have been about four, four years ago. Okay. But it was... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean... That was a great time being able to get to know some of the youth and, mm-hmm. and the families in the church. Um, the Spring Hill camps were really fun. And I, I really liked enjoying, I enjoyed that because we had, you know, 20, 20 to five kids uh, going each year. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw kids get saved. We saw kids, you know, uh, dedicate and commit their, their way to God. Um, we had some really impactful conversations just amongst each other in private mm-hmm. groups. And it, it was wonderful to see those, those moments and environments of growth. And, and for sometimes, um, you know, new life. One of the, one of the years we went, uh, a gal that came along, um, who's been a part of our youth group, but didn't have a church. Um, she, she decided to become a Christian. She, she, uh, she took on Jesus Christ in her life. And a few months later, I got to baptize her, mm. uh, and, and it was just an amazing mm-hmm. set of events. That you just see these moments of growth and these steps that these guys take and these girls take, and um, those are the things you don't tend to forget. I had a lot of fun. You know, we did lock-ins, we did mm-hmm. paintball trips, you know, laser tag, you know, all those mm-hmm. things. But um, you know, the most impactful moments for me were the ones where I got to witness people mm-hmm. making decisions. Mm. You know, those are the ones that you you notice and yeah. you remember. 
I, you know, I, I also enjoyed just on a, a casual note, um, I got to lead a small group for a little while on, on religions. And we talked about different types of religions and how it compares to Christianity, how Christianity stands out amongst all those things and how we as Christians need to look at, respect, but understand what other people believe. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun. The people that were in those classes uh-huh. were just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I just wish that we could live those days again because those classes, uh, you know, we were talking about Judaism, so we had hummus and then some, you know, <laughs> some other, you know, <laughs> things like that. Uh, we just had a, a blast with it. And um, it, it was just, it was, it was a great time. So those are the kind of things too. You, again, you, you see people ask questions and ask themselves like, wow, I had no idea. I never knew. And, and those are the kind of things that you just love and you hold on to. Yeah, yeah by far the best moments were the ones where you witness ministry and choices mm-hmm. in the lives mm-hmm. of others. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. Um, yeah, gosh, I'm kind of speechless. I'm not sure what to <laughs> ask anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so while you're thinking, Dana. Thank you. Uh, what do you think, not just for our church, but what do you think the most important, uh, I guess it's a two-pronged question, the most important thing the church should be doing in general that it's not doing? Mm. And, uh, well, let's just start there. And the church in general, as in the body of believers out there, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, we've talked about some things podcast-wise in in recent episodes, Um where we're trying to educate ourselves in how to share our faith. And I really think we've gotten away from that over the centuries. You know, Christians throughout history have been well known for the fierceness with which they carried their faith. I mean, the famous Christians are the ones who went to the darkest corners of the world, who were not afraid of the lion's and the unsettled mm-hmm. lands, mm-hmm. you know, and the Hudson Taylors and, and these, these wonderful Jamaliots. names. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jamaliots. And, and, and the Nate Saints and all these people who, they were not deterred because their faith in God was stronger than anything the world contained. And I just, I just don't see that much anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. And I think, I think it could happen. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I think we, we cut our own growth off as Christians because of our comfort levels. You know, we're more concerned with our prerogatives and our preferences than we are with our profession. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's a, that's a difficult place to be because, I mean, you obviously want to have a, a good life. You want to live an abundant full life and all of those things. But um, I think there's just too many Christians who... They're so self-contained. And like Jake was saying uh, in, in his past, you know, it's, it's so easy to get comfortable not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And you almost don't even know what you believe at that point because you don't even talk to yourself inwardly about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's just, I think, a massive problem in American Christianity. And I think, I think the world in, a, in our country would look so different uh, morality-wise, culture-wise, everything, it would all be impacted mm-hmm. if we took uh, a little more seriously the sharing of our faith and the understanding of our faith in general, just as individuals. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Yeah, I always liked you. One of your statements was, is, um, is that a lot of people in general are just ignorant. And you don't mean that in a mean sense, but just not taking the time. Just don't know. Yep. To learn more. Mm. And I think that's in our last podcast, what Jake was saying is they taught, taught those young adults how to dig deeper. And mm. it just doesn't happen. Like yeah. you said, you have to take the time to do it and dig. But I always like your comment about that. People... We should not strive to be ignorant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, biblically, there's a phrase that was pounded into us when the churches we were growing up. Um, you know, Christ is saying, how are they going to hear without a preacher? You know, how are they going to understand without the word? Mm-hmm. And if, how, are, how are they going to hear without a preacher? Well, that's you, you know. And, and there's a very popular phrase that we grew up with. Um, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of wheat to be hewed, and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of harvest to take in if people would just go out and do the work. Mm-hmm. But there's just not a, there's not very many laborers. There's not a whole lot of people willing to do the work. Yeah, and um, and know, that I, goes against the grain of what God calls us to do. Yeah, that's the exact opposite of what we're supposed to be. You yeah. know, but again, we've just we've almost created this culture out of our modern Christianity that revolves a lot more around what we want than it does around what God wants. You know, we're way more concerned with getting what we want out of church than we are about making our lives about what God wants. And, you know, I think, you know, it can be disastrous in ways and we get, you know, so selfish in a lot of ways, but well, we, we other want, people lose out because we don't share. That's right. We want church to meet the culture. Now, how do I want to say this? We want to be, you talked about comfort levels. Uh, we want to match where the comfort level of the culture is and appropriate that into the church, but it's the church that's supposed to uh, appropriate themselves into the culture or to go into the culture and change the culture. That's what I'm trying to say. We're allowing the culture to change the church instead of the church to change the culture. Yeah. There was a guy named Harold Ockengay back in, I think, the 70s who um, he created what he called, it was the doctrine of infiltration. And his Mm -hmm. idea, and he kind of started off the idea of secret churches and it kind of went its own way. But basically he suggested as Christians, as churches, we need to do a lot better at infiltrating society Mm -hmm. and getting into the cracks of the lives of other people and Mm -hmm. being more involved and, you know, at that point, there was a, a large Christian culture that basically just shunned everything and everyone that didn't follow what they told. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, in order to reach those people, we need to infiltrate. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to sabotage the enemy plan. And, you know, it, almost like it's this commando mission <laughs> breaking into the prison <laughs> camp. You got to go in there, though. And I, I have always loved that, that idea. And I just wish uh, it was taken more seriously in a lot of you know, by a lot of more modern Christians. So one of the things I want to leave with is uh, Jordan had already started exploring potentially moving uh, post-COVID with Dan, uh, who is the previous senior pastor here. And uh, I'll tell the story for as long as I live. Uh, Jordan, I'm so appreciative that you decided to stay. And when he decided to stay, he decided to stay for a year uh, to help me acclimate as the next senior pastor. And, and I'll always be appreciative of that, Jordan. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a lot of gifts, a lot of talents, 
there will be some new learns as a senior pastor. And uh, we pray that uh, God would continue to use you and bless you and Laura and the kids. Uh, on the way here, uh, I was walking down the hall in the church and the kids were in one of the rooms and mm-hmm. just popped in, hey guys. And, uh, you know, one is all about the unicorns that she's wearing. <laughs> yes, yeah. And uh, it was just cute. Mm-hmm. And we're going we're gonna to miss you. We're going to miss seeing the kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is uh, sometimes what we experience with pastors with families. Yeah. Uh, watching them grow up, watching mm-hmm. them mature, and watching you uh, be a parent of older kids and stuff like that. But there are a lot of gifts and talents um, that you have, uh, graces that God has gifted you with, that I believe God will use you to help a church somewhere down the road to grow their faith and to grow as a church to be the church that God has called us all to be. Mm. So uh, in that vein, thank you, Jordan, uh, for your service here. And uh, you probably not know your impact until you reach heaven's gates, uh, as is often. Which is the, the case. way it's supposed to be. That's you know? right. <laughs> That's often the case. You know, yeah. So, well, and I'll say the same back. You know, thank you. Just, I mean, again, there's so many people over the years, mm-hmm. um, in in little ways and big ways, but very much in constant ways, mm-hmm. that have just shown love and care. Can't, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times people have just come up and see, uh, you know, Jordan, do you feel like you've been well taken care of here? Or mm. Jordan, is there anything that you need extra? I mean, that doesn't happen. I, <laughs> I, I've, been a, I've grown up in churches. <laughs> the phone calls you get are not those kind of phone calls. <laughs> I've, it's, been, it's just been such a rare advantage for mm-hmm. us as a family um, to have so many people around that, that legitimately value and care about you and um even when i did things you know made big messes with some of the projects or whatever it is you know um see people, some mountain dew cans oh yeah yeah, yeah my, my my mountain of cans up against the wall or whatever but um i mean you know people they'd give me jokes and flag a little bit that way but i always i never felt disappreciated i always felt cared for and you know the jokes and the ribbing that was all a good part of it, and I enjoy every every minute of it. Um, but you're never but, yeah. afraid to dive into things, dive into new things. Um, that's such a wonderful perspective mm-hmm. because, you know, we need that mix of people, people that aren't afraid. And, you know, if you goof up, I'm not saying you goofed up, but, you know. There's always <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but not everybody can just dive in and mm-hmm. learn. Right. And that's learn what a pastor is supposed to do is to push us. Yeah. Uh, to be more than what we are, uh, to become what God wants us to become. So, uh, and you're a never-ending student. I mean, mm-hmm. you've taught you've taught me personally so much, all of our listeners so much, all of your just. But you also don't stop there. You're always constantly mm-hmm. learning, learning different different things and how to uh, how to teach us different ways to share our faith. So. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So you'll be hearing this podcast the day after uh, Jordan and Laura will have had their last Sunday here. Yep. And uh, again, you know, we'll have Jordan's uh, new address and you can send cards and well wishes to Jordan. But I'd like for us just uh, to close 
and to ask God to bless Jordan and Laura on their next adventure. So if you're listening, let's pray. So Lord, we're grateful for all the ministry, all of the fun times, the the moments when Jordan has stood on his head uh, and helped us to move to that next place. And we ask that you would just continue as Jordan and Laura and the kids move along. God, that you would help them to uh, find peace and comfort in the new place they land in, that you would give them a long wedding period with this new congregation, uh, that as this congregation seeks to know you more, that Jordan and Laura are able to help them to move to that place which you want them to be. So we just pray for your blessings, uh, your grace as they move uh, during the course of this week. And uh, Lord, just as any preacher would want, use us, Lord, uh, to glorify your name. And we ask that you would do that for Jordan and Laura. In their new ministry, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank Um, you. Yeah. And everyone else that's out there, thank you for the love and support. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, That's the end of this podcast. Uh, We're with the First United Methodist Church. Um, You can join us in person at our 9 a.m. traditional service and our 1045 contemporary service, or you can watch via Facebook or YouTube. Um, You can contact us uh, via phone or uh, via our website. Thanks, everyone.